Some of your fears come out of something someone said about you. Some of your best motivation came wrapped in sandpaper. Some of your best motivation didn't come wrapped in love and, and came with warm cookies and milk. It came wrapped in sandpaper. It came wrapped in thorns. It came wrapped in that divorce. It came wrapped in a loss of a loved one. It came wrapped in something that didn't work. Some of your best motivation that you needed, some of the best lessons that you need to learn came wrapped in sandpaper. Welcome to Philosopher Insights, the podcast that delivers wisdom in minutes a day that you can put into practice daily and strive to master over a lifetime. The podcast committed to sharing ideas that encourage you to bridge the gap between who you are today and the person you aspire to be in the future. Hi, my name is Herb Lamba and welcome to my podcast where I will share practical insights from the world's best authors. Knowledge is not power. Applied knowledge is. The quest to become the best version of you starts right now. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Philosopher Insights podcast. I'm so excited to share this talk because Lisa Nichols has become one of my all-time favorite motivational speakers. And I'm excited in this case to introduce Lisa to that one listener who stopped by today and has not been exposed to the gift of Lisa Nichols. She's a master storyteller. Her stories are real, they're genuine, and always pack a very powerful message. Lisa is a television personality, company CEO, and one of the most sought-after motivational speakers in the world. She's inspired followers worldwide, and she continues to help millions break through to discover their own untapped abilities and limitless potential. Lisa's all over social media, and you can find her at www.motivatingthemasses.com. www.motivatingthemasses.com. Today, she's talking about how to turn your fear into fuel, which, to be honest, is not how most of us look at fear. Fear, for most people, is the reason they don't start chasing their dream, or they hesitate, or ultimately, they end up giving up. But Lisa will convince you to lean into your fears to expose them for what they really are. Nothing but a thought you conjured up about what you think may happen without any evidence to support it. Here is Lisa Nichols. I want us to be okay talking about fear because when we talk about it, we can disseminate it, we can minimize it into the nothingness that it always was. But first we have to be willing to step into it. When I look at the conversation that shows up around fear, it's so powerful. Fear is the one thing that will keep you paralyzed. If you notice, whenever someone is frightened you, like you walk in a room and someone scares you, you go, and until you know you're okay, you don't breathe again. And then you go, oh, you scared the daylights out of me, right? Nothing starts moving until the fear has moved away. Unless we have and we shift our relationship to fear. So I want to pose and, and I want to create the possibility of actually shifting our relationship to fear. Can we, can we entertain that idea? I stopped by to ignite your fire. I stopped by to have you confront fear. I stopped by to have you look at what it's cost you and to make a bold declaration the next time it rises up, you rise up a little bit higher than it. I stopped by for you to no longer make fear your enemy, but make fear your, make fear your fuel. I stopped by to redefine fear, to redefine it, because fear is an emotion like any other emotion. Fear is an emotion like love, like compassion. Fear is an emotion we just gave it more power. 
passion, oh, that's nice, fear, woo. We made, we gave it a meaning. And some of you know you've heard this before, that fear is false evidence appearing real. Fear is just a story, get this, fear is a story that you've told yourself about something that might happen in the future, that you have zero evidence that it will happen, but it's causing a visceral effect in your body. Now it's time to literally biohack the impact that fear has had on you. That fear no longer becomes your fortress, fear becomes your fuel. Fear is that thing that pushes you forward. Fear is the thing that reminds you, oh, I need to go get more information. Oh, fear will keep you up at night studying. Fear will take you to a coach or a mentor. Fear will cause you to eat a slice of humble pie. Fear is not your enemy. Fear is your friend. Fear reminds you that you have not arrived to the top of the mountain, that you are still climbing with the rest of us. Fear is your friend. What have you allowed it to do in your life? Some of you have allowed fear to have you stand on the edge of your greatness and look like you're about to jump into a game of double dutch. Okay, hold on, hold on. Keep turning, hold on, hold on. I'm about to jump in right now, hold on. I gotta wait till the kids graduate from high school. Come on, y'all, you gotta say yes, yes to what I said. Hold on, hold on, I'm about to jump in. I'm about to jump into my greatness. I just gotta wait till I earn more money. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Come on, you guys. Hold on, I'm about to jump into my greatness. I have to lose a little weight, hold on. That was just me? No, come on, come on. I'm about to jump into my greatness. Hold on, I gotta wait, wait till the right time. Like, and all of a sudden you see life, life is turning, going, hurry up, jump in. We want you to play with us. You're going, hold on, I'm about to get it all together. And fear is that thing that has you constantly rocking back and forth. Fear is the willingness to hold concern, question, and doubt in one hand. But courage is the willingness to hold passion in the other. You're waiting to be without fear to jump in. And do you know it's the very fear that will make you so deliciously beautiful at what you're doing? I just stopped by to ask, are you willing to redesign and to up-level the design, the experience called you? What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? How big would you play if you knew that you can survive any heartbreak, any breakdown, any betrayal? What would you do if the things that you were afraid of you knew were absolutely nothing? They were all opportunities for you to get stronger in your faith, stronger in your resiliency. What would you do? Who would you love? How big would you play? Where would you leap? And the bigger question is how would the world benefit differently? How would the world benefit differently because who you've decided to be? How would the world be a better place to live because fear didn't have you standing on the edge? What would you do if you were told that you get to do it afraid, that you don't have to wait for the fear to leave, that when you get an action, the fear has to dissipate into the nothingness that it always was? What would you do? How would life be different? How would the world be a better place to live? Oh, I didn't come to keep you comfortable. I came for your breakthrough. I came to challenge you to play in the biggest field you've ever played in. I came for you to challenge the fear 
that might be inside of you and to redesign and reprogram it. You look at it long enough, you be with it intimately enough, and it has to dissipate. You are the designer of your destiny. You are the author of your autobiography. You write the story of your life. No one can write your financial story. No one can write your spiritual story. No one can write your emotional story but you. The pen has always been in your hand. The pen has always been in your hand. I say write a story that's going to be damn good to read. And when you do that, you will have to reprogram the fibers of your being. You will have to become someone you've never been before. You want to go somewhere you've never gone? You got to do something you've never done. You got to say something you've never said. You got to go to a place in you that you've never even been. You get to redesign. You are your Michelangelo. You are your greatest sculpture. And you get to recarve and you get to up-level as much as you need. You're not sentenced to this life this way. You chose it. Newsflash. And what I love about that is that you get to choose as much as you want. You get to design it any way you choose. You're not sentenced to your future. You have an opportunity to your future. What do you want and how do you want it? And if it doesn't make you a little afraid, then you ain't playing big enough. It's supposed, your, your knees are supposed to knock a little bit. Your teeth are supposed to chatter a little bit. There's supposed to be at least two butterflies in your stomach. At least. Because if not, you're playing inside your comfort zone. And we mistake the fact that we're supposed to be comfortable 24-7. Well, let me tell you something. Comfortable is equivalent to complacent. I'll choose inconvenience every day, any day, to make a difference on the planet. I don't mind being mildly to moderately to significantly inconvenienced to leave my fingerprint on this planet. So I just came to talk to the game changers and to the change agents who are willing to confront any part of you that's not speaking to your madly, wildly amazing future. Confront it. When you say I'm afraid of failure, you just made up a story about the future that doesn't even really exist. Are you guys getting that? You guys got to understand. When you said I might get hurt in the next relationship, you made up a story about the future that doesn't even exist yet. Does that make sense? And you're powerful. And any story you make up is true to you, but it's only true to you. And then you live out that story because you want to be right. You don't want to be wrong. You want to be right. So you make up a story, you project, project it in the future, and then you live it out until it's true. Like, see, I told you guys. I told you guys. You'll, like, work really hard to make that story right. I just want you to know that. I want to write a story that when I get ready to sit down in my final years and there's nothing else I could do, that I go back and I just want to read my story. And I go, wow. I remember when I was afraid. And then I know on the next page, I jumped anyway. Yeah. yeah. And then I read the next chapter and I go, whoa, that really scared the heck out of me. And I know what's going to happen on the next page. I did it anyway. I want to write a story full of leaping and running and jumping and serving and playing full out and falling and skinning my knees and scraping my face and hurting my heart. Because if that's the only way I can hurt and fall and scrape is to play full out, then I'll take the hurt. Because what I'm really afraid of and what you're really afraid of is getting to the end of your day to the end of your life and having something 
left to get saying, damn, I played safe versus full out. Mm. I'd rather have a skinned knee. I'd rather have a skinned chin. I'd rather be tired. I'd rather have a bunch of failures because I took the leap than a bunch of potential because I sat down. I want to remind you, see, I'm that same woman. I'm that same woman that my highest grade in school was a C plus. And I think some of my teachers gave me a C because I was nice. I was a sweet girl. And I didn't, whenever I brought home a C, my father didn't say, oh, Lisa, you could have done better. See, because I'm not a fast learner. I'm a thorough learner. I need to hear it several times. I need to look at every angle of it, right? I need you to repeat it to me. I need to repeat it to you. I need to touch it. That's just, I'm a kinesthetic learner. School goes a little fast for that experience. And so I, I struggled all through school, all through school. The last time I took an English class, I got a fail. And my English teacher said, Lisa, you have to be the weakest writer that I've ever met in my entire life. Don't worry. Did you guys know I have a bestseller that's out right now? It's called Abundance Now. She has a copy. So does my English teacher. Other people's opinion of you is none of your business. The last time I took a speech class was in my, was in my, my freshman year of college which I don't want to mislead you, that was also my senior year of college. <laughs> and my, my speech teacher said, Miss Nichols, I recommend you get a desk job and you never speak in public. I said, okay, yeah, let me tell you something. Some of your fears come out of something someone said about you. Some of your best motivation came wrapped in sandpaper. Some of your best motivation didn't come wrapped in love and, and came with warm cookies and milk. It came wrapped in sandpaper. It came wrapped in thorns. It came wrapped in that divorce. It came wrapped in a loss of a loved one. It came wrapped in something that didn't work. Some of your best motivation that you needed, some of the best lessons that you need to learn came wrapped in sandpaper. Your job is to take the information, to take the lesson and to take the opportunity and use it to fuel you, not make you afraid. I look at my life, and for 18 years, I wouldn't touch a microphone. I wouldn't do anything near speaking. As much as I love speaking, I was afraid. I was afraid of being judged. And this conversation today is about confronting your fear. Confronting your fear. And I remember for years, I wouldn't speak. People would say, God, you should be a speaker. I said, no, 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 no. My teacher told me. My teacher said I shouldn't speak in public. And he's a speech teacher. He knows better. And so I got a job in accounting. I was in accounting for seven years. Anybody in accounting here? Pray for you. I was horrible at it. My supervisor calls me into the office, and she said, Lisa, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was about 23. I said, I, th I thought it was a test of my commitment to the company. I said, I want to be the best accounts receivable manager ever. And I, I swear I saw her cringe. And she said, mm, I don't know. She says, I give you a list of 120 people to call. And when I get it back, there's like 89. I don't know what's happening. I said, oh, don't worry. I'm doing you a favor. I'm taking off everyone who can't pay. She says, people are asking for you when they call. I said, I aim to please. Yes, yes. 
She said, this is a collection company. They shouldn't be asking for you. She said, I have to release you to find your dream. I said, release me to find my dream. Do I, do I clock in tomorrow and look for it here? She said, no. And so I got fired. 22 years later, I walk out on stage in front of 3,300 women. And this woman, when my sizzle reel was playing me on Oprah, Larry King, this woman's in the, in the front row and she's crying. And all while I'm speaking, all while I'm speaking, she's crying. And I go, you know, I can, I can bring up a few tears, but I, I'm like, haven't even gotten started yet. And she's crying. I don't know. So then afterwards, I'm signing autographs, about 280 people in line. I'm signing autographs and she's crying the entire time. And after about 70 autographs, I go over to her and I said, Excuse me, ma'am, you've been crying for like two and a half hours. Why are you crying? She said, because 22 years ago, I released you to find your dream and you found it. That was the same woman who fired me. Yes, yes. So that very thing. So look fear in the face and then stand on the edge. Hold fear. Don't wait for the fear to leave you. Hold fear in one hand and passion in the other. And so I want to share this with you. When I was called to be on the Oprah show, I remember the night before. I was afraid because Oprah's team had come to interview me. And in the interview, I shared something that I didn't expect to share. I shared one of my darkest times in my life. And I was being featured on Oprah as the teacher of the secret. And so it was an expert, expert. And I wasn't comfortable with what I shared and being called an expert. I just want to stay inside those moments that cause you to slow down. Do you know what I mean? And the night before I was packing to be on the Oprah show, I was so riddled with fear. I'm crying. It should be the happiest time, but I'm crying because I'm afraid of being judged. Say judged. And that will hold so many of us back. The fear of being judged. That will hold so many of us. That will cause you not to leap. When you become more concerned with other people's perception of you than you are of your own truth. I got caught up in the 56 million people that would watch me on Oprah. I got caught up in their perception of me what they would think of me if they knew that the expert from The Secret was going through that or had gone through that. And so I called one of the few people that I can call at 4.30 in the morning because I stayed up all night. And I called my friend and I said, I'm so nervous, I'm so afraid. And he says, oh, let me pray for you. And he said a prayer that shifted everything for me. And I just want to pass it on to you. He said, God, thank you for helping your imperfect child to serve your imperfect children. And in that moment, everything shifted. In that moment, I realized that in my imperfection, I'm perfect for you. I'm, in my imperfection, I'm perfect for you. In climbing over my fears, in climbing over my, my discouragement, in climbing over my issues, in that, I'm perfect for you. And so, there's not one thing you can be afraid of that doesn't make you perfect for us. Not one thing. 
Not one thing you can go through, not one thing you can come through, not one thing you can be on your way to that doesn't make you perfect to do that thing that you've been designed to do, to say that thing you've been designed to say, to bring that experience that you've been called to bring. You are perfect. So are you willing to go to the edge and hold fear in one hand and passion in the other and leap? You're willing. I just stopped by to disrupt any form of mediocrity. I stopped by to make it uncomfortable for you to live in complacency. I stopped by to remind you of your greatness. You've been listening to Philosopher Insights with your host, Herb Lambert. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To go deeper with me, you can register for free at www.philosopherinsights.com for instant access to a growing library of Philosopher Insights, which are 8 to 10 page PDFs, plus 20 minute MP3s that break down my favorite insights from the world's best personal development books. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Facebook at Optimal Herb. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.